0: I used to love Thanksgiving weekend when I was a parish priest. For one thing, it was one of those rare occasions when I got two days off in a row. (laughs) Even with a service on Thanksgiving morning like this and Sunday services, I would have Friday and Saturday to kick back with my family, watch football, eat turkey, and later turkey sandwiches. Thanksgiving is also a less stressful high holy day for a parish priest than Christmas or Easter. My appreciation of it was doubled because my birthday happens to fall on November 26. And we uh, were able to often celebrate that with family and friends as we gathered for this occasion. Although we know today that the uh, idyllic Thanksgiving scenario we all grew up with with Plymouth colonists and Native Americans singing Kumbaya and sharing a harvest festival in 1621 is more myth than history, I still love Thanksgiving because the concept itself is at the very heart of our faith, of all faiths, really. Native Americans had fall festivals and gave thanks for their food and drink thousands of years before the pilgrims arrived. The ancient Israelites had many such liturgies of thanksgiving we read all the way through the Hebrew Scriptures, one of which we had today as our reading from Deuteronomy. According to the New Testament, to the uh, New Interpreters Bible Commentary, describes it as a token gift of the first fruits of the harvest, was to be placed in a basket and handed to the priest at the central sanctuary. The priest was then to place this basket of gifts before the altar in a gesture acknowledging that the produce belonged to God. It represented part of what God had given to the worshiper. The handing over of the basket of fruits and produce is only one part of the prescribed act of worship for the Jews. Probably rituals like the first part were not all that dissimilar. Ones had been performed in honor of the local Baal gods long before the Israelites arrived. But as important as the presentation of the gifts for the Israelites was, the declaration that the land had been given to Israel's ancestors when they were landless and homeless was even more important. They were thankful not only for the produce of the land, but for the land itself. And how many of Israel's psalms are filled with lines like this from the Jubilate Deo, Psalm 100, which we just heard beautifully sung. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and call upon his name. The Jews were and are A thankful people. The early Christians inherited this spirit of thanksgiving from the Jews, incorporating now gratitude for the life and death and resurrection of the one they had come to know as Messiah and Lord. St. Paul assumes in our epistle today that thanksgiving will be central to their prayer lives. He writes, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The American novelist Anne Lamott once wrote a little book on prayer. It was entitled, Help, Thanks, and Wow. Those are the three kinds of basic kinds of prayer for her, and I think I would agree. Help whenever you feel the need to cry out to God for yourself or for someone dear to you. Thanks for all the blessings you've received. And wow, when you're simply overcome by the beauty of a sunrise or the kindness of a stranger. And I think the prayer of thanks is in the right place in the middle of those three kinds of prayer help, thanks, and wow because an attitude of thanksgiving, the whole ethos of thanksgiving is central to prayer and it makes all the other kinds of prayer valid if we come before God first of all in a spirit of thanks. Meister Eckhart, the 13th century theologian and philosopher and mystic simplified things even further. He once wrote, if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. Isn't that lovely? If the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. My friend Stephen Charleston knows something about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. He is a retired bishop of Alaska and member of the Choctaw Nation. Not long ago, he shared this nighttime prayer of thanks, one which he offered before going off to sleep one night. Let my last words be in thanks to you. As I close my eyes and sleep, as I let go of light and sound, As I begin my long, slow fall into the world of dreams, let my last words be in thanks to you. For all you've given me, for all you've shown me, for all you've been through with me, two travelers walking beneath the sun, now together in the mystery of the night. You, Holy Spirit of wisdom, me, the curious child wanting to know more. How can I not thank you for all this beautiful adventure, this quiet song of a grateful heart? Let my last words be in thanks to you. I love that. I hope those are my last words, not only falling off to sleep, but my last words. Perhaps all this is why we call this service we're offering today our central act of Christian worship, the Eucharist, the thanksgiving, because as Jesus reminds us in today's gospel, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, for the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never be hungry, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty." Which is why, dear friends, the last words with which we conclude this and every Eucharist are thanks be to God.